Welcome to the Technically Bored Podcast, episode number three. We're the, yes. We're, we're three episodes in. I can't believe it. I Woo. keep saying that every episode, too. Like I can't believe that we made a new episode, but it's not that hard to make an episode, so I don't know why I keep saying that. We're going to say that till till our hundredth. I know, right? Episode 1,000. I can't believe it. It's 1,000. <laughs> <laughs> and we still yeah. have only eight listeners. No, <laughs> I checked. It's 11. 11 now. 11 listeners. I did listen to it about three times, though. So. Well, you know, my daughter started... Uh, Sending links to her class over the chat and Zoom. Nice. <laughs> so nice. We have we have ten year olds listening. We're going to be the most popular podcast for fourth graders. That kind of tells you the level of uh, content we're going to have today. <laughs> hey, uh, Roland. So, if you got stranded on an island, but for some reason you could take with you five games, what would they be? Man, you know, I think last week you asked me a great question at the beginning, and remember what I told you. Uh, that you'll tell me halfway through the podcast? Yes, I will. All right, let's get started. All right, let's talk about what we're working on this week. You want to start it off? Yeah, yeah. Actually, this week has been uh, a fun week. Uh, if you recall, I, I said I was going to work on that game Overboss. And man, did I did I work on that game over, boss? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, a little background: my son over the uh, spring break vacation decided he wanted to make a puppet. So we we agreed to let him make a puppet as long as he did it himself. You know, because a lot of times they want to do all these projects, and my wife ends up doing it for them. So he made a puppet, and we decided to include the puppet somehow in our overboss unboxing. And so we did, you know, we, we, we came up with this idea. Usually unboxings are a little, well, they're totally unscripted, right? Just opening the box yes. and whatever. Yeah. But we decided to do a little bit of a scripted unboxing and it was great. I mean, it turned out fantastic. <laughs> it was, I saw it. it no, was but awesome. that's not the one. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so well, which wait. Okay. I'm, I'm confused. So the, this the one that you have on there wasn't the one you're saying was great. No, no. So if if you saw the unboxing and if you haven't, go to my YouTube channel and watch it. It starts with um, a little skit with my daughter saying that um, she's she's seen the box that's open on the table, and I yell out to her and say, "Don't open it because I want to get a shot of opening the shrink wrap." Right? Yeah. Well, the reason that's like that is because when I went to edit. Our original shoot, while the memory card was copying, the files got corrupted. Ah, okay. So I lost everything. Oh. <laughs> so, wait. So, uh, if you haven't watched it, go watch it, of course. But I just I have a question. So, part of the whole skit was that this puppet got into the unbox the box, right? That right. was part of the skit. Was that kind of improvised now that you, you lost the footage so you had to do it that way? Was that why it was like that? Yeah, yeah. So the beginning was always going to be, oh, the idea was always going to be that the puppet got into the box, right? But uh, that that wasn't supposed to be how it started. <laughs> you know? <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. But in the end, you know, we, we reshot it. So we spent like another, you know, couple hours uh, setting up and, and, and doing the reshoot. And it was better. You know, we kind of fixed a few things that we, that we messed up. And then I started editing it and I edited the whole thing, right? <laughs> And I usually edit with these headphones I have on right now. And when I started listening to it before I posted it, I heard this 
very faint, distant voice. And it was our neighbor that was <laughs> that was having some sort of discussion outside. And somehow the mic picked it up. <laughs> you got a good mic there. Dude, and I could not I could not fix it. There was no way to fix it. So guess what? We had to shoot it again. And that's what ended up on YouTube. Hey, well it it can't I you wouldn't have known that it was a second take. Third. If you didn't tell me, or third, with third take. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was the third day. But you know what? It was actually, uh, it was actually good because that, that second shoot, other than the voice of the lady, I realized the puppet. The puppet actually came in like ten minutes into the video, and I'm like, wait a minute, but the puppet is the video, right? Other yeah. than the game, of course. And so the third time, we made sure the puppet was front and center, and the video itself was like just ten minutes long. So. It's still a little long for an unboxing, but if you get the skit and the point of the whole thing, you you understand why it's 10 minutes. But yeah, we were happy with the result in the end. And so now we're developing ideas for the review. And oh man, we discussed one last night that, that uh, made me want to start filming it. But this time we're going to try to only shoot it one time. Well, I thought it was great. And I have a question for you. Is the puppet going to make a comeback in the full review? Um, I don't think I'm revealing too much when I say yes. The puppet, <laughs> The puppet will be in the full review and we might learn a little more about the puppets motivations let's just end it right there now i remember you telling me the name what was the name again his name is redford R-E- redford r-e-d-f-u-r-d you guys did such an awesome job uh your daughter was like an awesome actor actress <laughs> in that whole and that whole skit so uh really great job if you haven't seen it go check it out it's really really well done it's different like you see these unboxings and they're all kind of the same and the only way to really stand out is by doing a di- something different. And you guys did that. So well, really thanks. great job. Yeah. And today, today um, I uploaded a little two-minute blooper reel. So uh, you can check that out too. Yeah, nice. And what have, uh, what have you been up to this week? Still editing my video, my review of the Galaxy S21. It's taking longer than I thought. But um, editing that, there's going to be a event, an Apple event, coming up next week. So when you hear this podcast, you should head over to the channel and you'll probably see a video about that. But yeah, just really still working on that review. Another review that I'm th- that I I'm going to be working on is the AirPods Pro versus the Galaxy Buds Pro. So these are everyone knows what the AirPods Pro are, right? Yeah. You know what AirPods are. Everyone I think yeah. everyone does. Samsung made their own Pro version of their Galaxy Buds and I I'm still going to do a review on them, but one thing that I wanted to do, some change change up my my verses a little bit. Because I'm going to compare both of these earbuds. I have both of them. So, And one thing that I'm going to try doing is the first time I'm ever going to do this. So I wanted to mention this on the podcast and see what you thought. I am going to try to record myself twice with each earbud talking to myself. If that makes sense. <laughs> and then editing it so it looks like there's like a twin on screen. One ah. with AirPods side of things. One with Galaxy Buds side of things. Yeah. There's a lot of videos that do that, and they they're really cool. And I have always thought they were I was always really impressed with that. I've never tried doing it myself, so I'm gonna see if I can accomplish that. Yeah, I like that. When do you think that'll be done? It sounds like a lot of work. It does. So, uh, hopefully, the next two weeks. Great. We'll hopefully, you get that done. So yeah, looking forward to that. It's gonna be interesting. I'm sure I'll have a, a few takes, a few bloopers when it comes to that. <laughs> go on to what our next topic is because this one you mentioned it and i thought it was interesting you said you brought up a a term that 
I don't think maybe it's it's more familiar in the board gaming area. I guess field, right? Right. <laughs> instant field, instant buys. Field. field. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you guys are athletes. I forgot. Um, <laughs> you mentioned about instant buys. Yeah. Now, can you explain what that is? What is an instant buy to you? And then we'll get into it. Okay. So an instant buy for me is whenever uh, in the board game field, a certain publisher or designer puts out a game, just knowing that it's out is enough to buy it without really knowing what the game is or how it plays. They just have such a great track record that, you know, you already have all their games, so you have to buy this one. Okay. So, so you trust them that much. They've been they've had such a great track record. You will instantly buy it. Yes. So, my question before you t- tell me what your instant buys are cuz I'm interested in this. Have you ever regretted getting an instant buy? <laughs> I hadn't thought about that. Um <laughs> <laughs> okay, let me narrow it down. So I have two publishers in mind, designers in mind, okay. okay? And I can say for those, no, I have not regretted ever buying a game. They haven't all been, you know, 10 out of 10, but I've never regretted buying from those two publishers. But you so you, but you've been happy with those games even though they're not, you know, their favorite ones, but you they were good yes. enough that you were satisfied with having owning that game yes 100 percent. i never i haven't i can say i never felt cheated are there designers that used to be your instant or used to be an instant buy of yours but no longer one Mm, no i don't think so okay i don't think so i'd have to think about that but off the top of my head i would say no okay all right so yeah i was just interested in that but go ahead tell me what two companies or what two designers are your instant buy whenever they make that game you don't even, it doesn't matter what it is. You just buy it. All right. So have you heard of a company called Hasbro? No, no. Tell me more about them. Do they, uh, they make games? They do make games. <laughs> okay. So two, the two that pop right out. And again, this is not, you know, they don't sponsor us or in any form or way, but um, the two that pop out are Garfield Games and Stonemeyer Games. Have you ever heard of these companies? No, uh, no, I haven't. So, I've heard of Hasbro, to be fair, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't brag about it. Uh, unless no, never mind. We said we weren't going to mention <laughs> that anymore in the podcast. So oh, we have to. That has, has to be a continuing. That has to be a, just a theme of every podcast. <laughs> so Garfield Games, uh, I can start with them. They are best known for two trilogies of games: uh, the North Sea trilogy. And the West Kingdom trilogy. Now you've played one of these games, and and you'll instantly know which one it is when I talk about it. So the um, the North Sea trilogy starts with a game called Shipwrights of the North Sea, which is a card drafting game. So it's very small, very simple. You you're drafting cards and you're building ships. It's the North Sea trilogy is Viking themed. So you are mm-hmm. Vikings and you're building your ships, and that's what the game is built around. The second game in that series is called Explorers of the North Sea. And this is the one you've played. We played it when we went to Yosemite. Yeah. So in Explorers, it's a continuation. So now you've built your ships. So now in this game, you're going out and you're exploring the, the seas. And it's, this is what uh, is called a pick up and deliver game. So you're going out and you're picking up resources 
like chickens and goats and cattle and, and finding treasures and things. And you're bringing it back to your camps. So it's a different mechanic from the first game. As I said, the first one is card drafting. The second one is uh, pick up and deliver. And the third game in that trilogy is Raiders of the North Sea. So now the Vikings have built their ships. In the second game, they've gone out and explored. And now in this third one, they are. Um, it's the heaviest of the three. It's like the most advanced of the three. I wouldn't start, if, for a new gamer, I wouldn't start with this one. But it is the best one. This one is worker placement. And uh, now the Viking village is established. And you're going out and you're raiding settlements. And you're plundering. And it's, it's a lot of fun. This one has like two expansions too, which make it really good. So I like that theme, you know. Garfield Games is very, very heavy on theme. And the, the, the second trilogy is the West Kingdom trilogy. So this one has three games as well. Architects of the West Kingdom, Paladins of the West Kingdom, and Viscounts of the West Kingdom. So it's very thematic. And, and the games, they're not cheap. I mean, not in terms of price. I mean, in terms of quality. They're very high quality. The artwork is amazing. And they're just really, really good games. And I can say the same thing for Stonemaier Games. Stonemaier Games, they say that everything Stonemaier touches turns to gold because they not only design most of their games, but they've also published games designed by other people. And they always seem to choose good stuff. Uh, and if you open a Stonemaier game, you'll know what I mean. I mean, the rule book, the paper quality in the rule book is top notch. The components are great. They have games that are accessible to beginners and more advanced players. Probably my favorite Stonemaier game is Wingspan, just because mm -hmm. it's a game that I can play with everyone and they'll enjoy it 100%. I've never played Wingspan with anybody and at the end say, they have them say that it was a, a terrible game. So um, those are the two publishers for me. Uh, in fact, Stonemaier just released a new game called uh, Red Rising, which is based on a... Uh, a series of books which I haven't read, <laughs> but again, it's an instant buy. You know, they said, "Hey, instant buy." We're gonna do a pre-sale for uh, a pre-order for Red Rising, and I and I was there. I ordered it, and not an instant read, an instant buy. It's an instant buy. <laughs> so definitely, those two companies are instant buys for me. Um, and I just want to add one more: a designer. Okay, so Stonemaier and Garfield are publishers and designers as well. But there is a designer, his name is Vital Lacerda, and he makes these huge games. In fact, uh, if you see here on my shelf, you can see it, but nobody else can. <laughs> see these boxes here? Yes. They are humongous boxes. They're the largest boxes I have. <laughs> oh, wow. And, and I mean, they take up an entire shelf length and width-wise. <laughs> this guy makes some really, really awesome games. Um, I wouldn't play these with beginners. Uh, no way. I mean, these are super heavy games, but they're really enjoyable. So I think any game that he designs and puts out, I probably buy as well. All right. Nice. So kind of what I got is you're really into, I guess, in the tech field, for example, we have unboxing experience, right? Uh, are you really into that? The experience of unboxing, all that it has to look, has a nice, has to have a nice presentation. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. The, the, the box art and the is that what you're, is that what you mean the first yeah the box art yeah it does have to have a yeah. good presentation yeah all right all right so those you can't go wrong in other words you buy them you're 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 set yeah guaranteed that's the that's the rolling guarantee if you buy a garfield game and a stonemeyer game and you're not satisfied you can go ahead and unfollow me 
All right. Hopefully you still have followers after this. Oh, man. (laughs) Putting it all out there. (laughs) The same thing kind of applies. I wouldn't call them instant buys for for the tech field because technology is a little bit more expensive. Um, I wish I could instant buy an iPad or something like that, you know, but (laughs) a little too too expensive. But you definitely have, I guess I would call them instant checkouts. Like you definitely want to consider these products as if you're considering purchasing, uh, you know, that type of gadget, for example. And uh, of course, you know, you're going to have Apple. That's a simple one. You have the big ones, you know, but there's some smaller companies that I just want to mention because people haven't probably heard of them, but they're making some high quality. They're making some compelling gadgets and products. One of them is TCL. Have you heard of TCL? TCL. No, I have not. They're they're really well known for making TVs right now, but they make really good television sets and they're not that expensive and, and they're pretty, you know, high for what you get. They're a good value. But they're starting to make smartphones and the reviews for their smartphones, great value. You're getting a lot for your money. So really, if you're looking for something that's going to give you the most bang for your buck, that's one of the companies that you have to look for. I would have mentioned um, like uh, OnePlus. I don't know if you've heard of OnePlus. They make smartphones. They've gotten a little bit more fame, a little bit more popular recently, but they've kind of, I feel like, drifted away from what they were well known for which was the same thing, you know, giving the best uh, value when it comes to smartphones and and gadgets and things like that. Now they're a little bit more expensive. I think it's because they've gotten more popular. And, you know, as you get more popular, you start charging more for your stuff. Right. I saw that you reviewed one of those phones now on your channel. Uh, They had an event. So I did a a video on what they announced. You know, it's a a solid phone. The thing with, with technology now, it's really hard to find a bad product, right? I think it's harder to find something bad than it is just to get something good. If you stick with what's popular, for the most part, you, you're you going to be happy, right? If you like Apple, you're going to be happy with the newest iPhone and you probably won't need to upgrade for another two, three years. So do, do some of these products come all come from the same factory and they just slap on different names? Well, like, um, for example, like OnePlus, they have like sister companies. Um, so they're part of a bigger... I guess, corporation. Previous phones, you saw that. They were the same phone with slapped with OnePlus on it. Or they were similar. But, I mean, not really. I mean, you don't see that with Samsung. Samsung makes their own. Apple makes their own. I mean, you have a lot of copycats. Yeah. A lot of companies that, you know, try to copy the design and try to fool fool consumers. Or, you know, they try to sell it to the to consumers so they can fool their friends and make them think they have an Apple product. <laughs> but in reality, they don't. Right, right. All these devices, it's kind of gotten to a point where they've matured so much that anything you get new is going to be good enough for a couple of years. Even when it comes to, I mean, when you get a smartwatch, it's going to be, you know, Apple Watch is what you're going to probably look into getting. Right. And that's, um, you know, so it's come come a long way. So then you're saying then that in the tech world, at least for you, there really is not an insta buy there is no company that puts out a a device and you buy it automatically mainly because your existing device is probably good enough i would say that is correct yeah you know there are a lot of people that you know they buy a phone uh, they buy an iphone and two months later apple releases a new one and they will buy the new one yeah and there are people like that but 
I, I mean, personally, and as far as, you know, my channel goes, I don't really advocate for that. I don't think, you know, you see a lot of reviews out there on YouTube that, you know, is the iPhone 11 still worth it? And they'll say, no, you, you have to get the iPhone 12 now. And I don't think that's necessarily true because the iPhone 11 is still just as good as the iPhone 12. It's minor differences now. Yeah. We're getting to a point where you're not seeing huge huge upgrades year year over year. Yeah. Now, I will say things are starting to change up a little bit when it comes to uh, foldable phones. Have you seen some of the foldable phones? I have seen some of the foldable phones. Not the prettiest things in the world, but... No, but they are getting better. So, you know, if you got the first generation foldable phone and this, compared to the second generation, there is a big difference. And you maybe want to consider getting that second version. <laughs> but I think in five, six years, they're going to come to that same point where they're just as good as that previous version. And really, you have to think about, is it worth paying an extra? I mean, they're these folding phones, too. They're like $2,000. They're expensive. Wow. All technology has gotten, you know, really expensive. What about in the in the in in video games? Do you think there's a company maybe in video games? We think of companies, but also the series of games, you mm -hmm. know, that are insta buys. <laughs> NBA 2K becomes <laughs> comes to mind, right? It's the same game every year, yeah. but I think we buy it every year for a reason. Updated rosters. <laughs> yeah, but that's an insta buy, don't you think? Yeah, yeah, that I mean that is. And I think they're going to continue to do that because they know people will continue to buy it every year. Yeah, yeah. I can think of uh, you know, Sony's uh Ratchet and Clank series yeah. of games or uh, PlayStation. That's not Sony's. It's uh Insomniac. Yeah. Every time they put out a Ratchet and Clank game, which is new ones coming out like in 2 months, I buy it. I don't think yeah. about it as I know I'm going to like it. Nintendo has plenty of that with, oh. you know, yeah, every Mario game. <laughs> yeah, every Mario game is an insta-buy for me. So, yeah. And some are better than the others. But I wouldn't say there's a necessarily bad Mario game that I regret buying, right? They're all really good. Yeah, I mean, like I said, there's maybe they're not all 100%. But at least to you, even a bad Mario game, let's just go there, uh, is still worth buying. Because, you're, you know, this is a topic I want to talk about another time, but... Uh, the collector versus the actual playing of games <laughs> yeah and and memorabilia i think we're all collectors in a in a way so if a new mario game comes out and you don't have it then your collection is incomplete so i think retro gaming has gotten really popular too it's because of that whole collection versus playing yeah aspect that you're bringing up yeah so i think collectors tend to be more of insta buyers right yeah, because definitely of that one item uh, and, and in the board game world it becomes an issue because a lot of these games are limited print runs so a, a new game will come out they'll print you know 50,000 copies or whatever and when it's done it's done uh, and then you have to wait months maybe years for another print run so you can get your hands on that on a copy of a game but again that's a topic for another day and Nintendo is notorious for those collector edition games oh, and they yes. and they sell out fast right the the, the uh, nes mini right that was kind of an instant buy for people nintendo fans right snes mini yeah and to be fair like uh, most of them probably had an actual nes console at home but just to have that collector's <laughs> nes mini they had to have it and they probably never play it right right i'm guilty 
<laughs> me too. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a little different when it comes to technology because there's not really collectors. At least I don't collect technology. It's a little bit too expensive to be collectors. I yeah. wish I could own every single iPad, but I would uh, be broke after that. <laughs> Let's get into our next subject because this one I think we're going to take a little bit more time in. This one has to be this one has to be given a little bit more attention, I think. Oh, I think I know what you're going to come to ask. <laughs> I'm going to ask you this so you can answer it, okay? Okay. All right. Roland, how do you get a non-gamer to sit down and not only play these games, these board games with you, but enjoy it? I'm not wow. talking about telling your kids, "You better sit down and play with these board games with me and you and you're going to enjoy it." Not like that. I wish you'd ask me what the square root of pi was instead. <laughs> you're whole, you're you're rubbing your head like this is a this is a mathematical equation that you've uh, tried Be- to answer many times before. Because if I could answer this question and get it right, <laughs> I will have solved <laughs> I will have solved the 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 pains of a lot the of meaning my of life. Forty <laughs> forty two. Wait, <laughs> I will have solved the pains of many of my friends, all my 11 friends out there listening. <laughs> well, now it's going to be like 50 with all the the 10-year-olds in my daughter's class. Maybe a better question would be, is how can we get somebody to listen to this podcast <laughs> and enjoy it? <laughs> okay, I can't answer that. <laughs> so let me move to your first question. Okay, so this is a question that's big in my life. Okay, if you've been following me on Instagram, I I decided when I review a game, I would give it a non-gamer rating. How likely is a non-gamer to play this game and the reasons why? I decided to do that because my wife is the perfect gauge for that, right? She will play, but it has to be the right game, the right moment, you know? It's very, very, very specific. So rather than answering this question myself, I decided to post it on Reddit. And we all know that whatever Reddit says, right, is spot on. Oh, yeah. They're extremely reliable on they're Reddit. Extreme Wikipedia, Reddit. I mean, I do all Twitter. my research. Twitter. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I do all my research on Wikipedia. <laughs> all right. So I'm going to go over some of the responses I got on Reddit, okay? And we can talk about these. So that was my question is how do you get a non-gamer to play and enjoy a game? So... The very, very first answer I got, invite them. Hmm. That okay. sounds a little too... I mean, that that doesn't work all the time, right? Let's be fair. <laughs> My reply to that comment was, usually that makes them run the other way. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But I think, look, it, this is, has to be key too. It's not just... Your question was not just sit down and play because anyone could just sit down and play. Yeah. But actually enjoy it. So how do you get them to actually enjoy playing? Right, right. So... Another answer I got goes that that way. I think, have food and drinks. Hmm. Yeah, that, that's that's headed in the right direction. I okay. Think. All right. I like this one. Somebody said, uh, play cooperative games, like uh, you know, games where you're not playing against each other. You're playing together. Ah. The reason for that, can you think of why that would appeal to a non-gamer? Um, maybe because they're too competitive and um or they just end up losing every time <laughs> something like that. <laughs> that yeah yeah well losing every time could definitely turn somebody off <laughs> but i think one of the big draws is they rely on you to to know the rules right and then they can just 
basically jump in at any point and and play and participate. So I started thinking, okay, what are some good cooperative games that you could play with a non-gamer? And number one, I think stands out is Pandemic. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So Pandemic is a cooperative game. You're working together to eradicate this disease. When you win, the whole team wins. Now we're playing like we're living that game, but we're losing. <laughs> we are losing. <laughs> So we're not being very cooperative <laughs> in playing this game. Yeah. So Pandemic is one. Another one is um, Forbidden Island and Forbidden Desert. Because in these two games, again, you are trying to complete an objective together. And when you win, you all win. And when you lose, you all lose. So it's a nice way of introducing someone. And, and they're there maybe not for... Uh, to, to know the rules and play 100%, but to, to participate and, and just get a feel for the experience, right? Mm-hmm. So I thought that was good. Okay, so <laughs> the fourth one, rope or duct tape? <laughs> <laughs> well, they would they, that would get them to sit down and play. I don't know if they'd enjoy it. Well, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it depends on who's playing. Right, yeah, right, right. All right, let's move on. Choose themes they're interested in. For example... Disney, Marvel, Star Wars. That was those were suggestions. I added Back to the Future because there are a few Back to the Future uh, board yeah. games. What do you think about that? You, choosing that, themes. That's uh, yeah, that's interesting. I know that's how you got me to sit down and play and enjoy it. That's right. But you're you're a little different, I think, because you grasp these mechanics and concepts and rules very quickly. So the theme sucks you in. And then you're ready to learn, right? And you're ready to play. But that's not the case with everyone. Sometimes the theme sucks you in, but the game has so many rules. That's true. Right? For example, we go back to Imperial Assault. The the theme sucked you in. But you try to play Imperial Assault with a non-gamer, and and no matter how good your food and drinks are, they're (laughs) they're not going to stick around. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and that's the thing, too. You didn't just start with Imperial Assault when we started playing board games. I think the first Star Wars game we played was, ba- um, what was it? Risk. Risk. Star Wars Risk. Yes. Which is a more basic board game, right? Yeah. It's, you get you get used to it. So maybe that's another way. You start them off with maybe their, I guess, their skill level. Right. And Star Wars Risk was actually the first game for me that sucked me into this other world of games. Oh, okay, um, nice. You know, Risk has been around forever, right? But I never, it never really caught my attention. But when it, they slapped a Star Wars name on it, you, you had know, to try it. I had to try it, and then that led to it became an instant buy for you. Is that what you're became, saying? <laughs> yes. Nice way to link up our two subjects. There. Yeah, I started googling other Star Wars games, and that led me down the path I'm on now. <laughs> okay, so. Um, we have invite them. We have uh, food and drinks. Play cooperative games. <laughs> if that doesn't work, use rope or duct tape. Uh, <laughs> now, we're not condoning any type of legal activity here. Let me just put no. that out there. Uh, themes they're interested in. This one seems like a no-brainer. Play entry-level games. And that's what you just said. Uh-huh. Like Star Wars Risk. So other yeah. en- entry-level games I can think of are Ticket to Ride. Monopoly. Uh, okay, I got to go. I had to just throw it in there. It has to be three weeks in a row. Well, you know what? I had a Monopoly reference in this segment, which I was gonna, <laughs> which I was gonna do, but you beat me to it. <laughs> there you go. I had so, to throw it in there. So, Ticket to Ride, and I don't know if you're familiar with Ticket to Ride, but you definitely are familiar with this other one, is uh, Azul. Yes, love Azul. Okay, so I think everyone I've played Azul with has said the same thing. So that's a perfect example of an entry level game. 
Yeah. I mean, it's really easy to learn, really simple to play, but it's so much fun. So I think that's a that's a perfect game. And it captures people's eyes, right? If you're playing it at a gathering, mm-hmm. which I, I, I did, I can remember uh, a while back, I, I took it to a gathering and we started playing games and somebody walked by and, and the first thing they'd say is, hey, what is that? You know, they think it's some weird... I like how you, uh, every every gathering, you just happen to just bring in a board game and, and leave it on the table and, hey, what's that? Oh, <laughs> that's right. How'd that get there? <laughs> hey, let's not reveal my my uh, the way I work here. Okay, so entry-level games. The next uh, suggestion here to get a non-gamer to sit down at a table and enjoy it is choose games that have quick setup, short playtime, and small rule books To start with. Yeah. In other words, just like, like we said, picking at their skill level, something to start them off with. Yeah, but it's got to be quick. So one thing that totally loses my wife is, number one, if it takes you know 45 minutes to set up the game (laughs) it's like okay if it takes 45 minutes to set up a game she's thinking man this we're going to be there for three hours and that's just not going to happen short play time again she's not she's not going to if a game says it takes three hours to play it's out doesn't matter if it's the simplest game in the world if it takes three hours she's not going to play okay okay so short play time and the rules too um if it takes me you know, another 45 minutes to explain the rules, it's out. It's out. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you're, you've really narrowed down the games you can play with your wife then. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but sometimes she, she surprises me. And, and, you know, with these last couple of weeks that I've been uh, reviewing different games, there's been a couple. Uh, Rival Restaurants was one that she saw how the kids and I were playing and enjoying it. And, and she says, uh, hey, I'd like to play that, you know? Yeah. So that, that was one. And um, yesterday we were playing Overboss and the same thing happened. She says, I, I think I'd like to play that. And she sat down and she played it. And and that is actually a, a game that's not on my list here, but uh, it kind of fits into all these categories. It plays quick. There's very little rules. The art and the theme is attractive and the turns are super quick. So... It should be here on my list. Okay, so another uh, suggestion here is, and I like this one. I like this one. It made me think. Pick games with similar mechanics to what they played as kids. Hmm. And okay. this is where this is this is where my Monopoly reference comes in. Okay. So <laughs> who hasn't played Monopoly? You know. I I never. What is that? I never played that before. What is that game? Monopoly? Is that like? Um, Google it. Like, Google it. Okay, I'll Google that. <laughs> yeah, or listen to our first two podcasts. We talk a lot about Monopoly. <laughs> <laughs> so I just Googled it, and um, there's like 80 versions at Target. Which one? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just pick one. Pick one that talk. Pick the Mario one. Actually, you know what? I like the Mario one. I'll tell you the truth. Well, this Star Wars one looks like an instant buy to me. So I'm just gonna go. With... <laughs> and we come full circle. So. Um, yeah, pick games with similar mechanics to what they played as kids. Um, so I so I think, okay, Monopoly. And, and I actually looked this up to see what other people uh, think are games with similar mechanics to Monopoly. Maybe not exactly the same, but if you like Monopoly, you would also like this, right? Uh, Ticket to Ride came up as an option. Uh, Catan was mm-hmm. an option. Now, Catan is funny because it's considered the ultimate gateway game right if you want a non-gamer 
to get into this other universe, you play Catan. And Catan is the first game for many of us in the board game world. In fact, shout out to uh, Two Sheep, One Wheat. <laughs> that Her, her, her uh, Instagram name is based off Catan. And she always says that's the, the first game that you know got she ever into, played that, yeah they got her into this into this thing so Catan is is number one so if you like monopoly maybe bring Catan over and, and who knows hmm, i gotta try it now i gotta try that game uh so battleship is another one that we okay. all played as kids yeah right there's a game called captain sonar which is again it's not exactly the same but the mechanics are similar you're also it also involves ships and sinking and making decisions. Now, the only problem with Captain Sonar is you need like a whole bunch of people to play. <laughs> so you might have a problem there, but it's it's an option. It's an uh, option. Scrabble is another game mm-hmm. that we all probably played as kids. There's a game called Paperback, which I actually have. And Paperback is another game that involves letters and making words, but it's totally different experience however if you've played scrabble you might enjoy paperback because you're doing similar things um so you know maybe you you pick a game like that and you look it up and you look at you know what games are similar to blank nice okay let me ask you which game is similar to sorry because i played that as a child as a kid sorry now you know it's sorry i played that as a kid too but we called it parcheesy (laughs) you play parcheesy (laughs) Yeah, I remember Parcheesi. Yeah, yeah. Par- Parcheesi is basically... Yeah, they are the same thing, huh? It's like the Latin version of sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it is. And I say that because as a kid, you know, my mom, that's a game we always played was Parcheesi. And then, uh, you know, I go to Toys R Us one day and I see it says sorry. So they're very similar. <laughs> so a game... That's when... That's because Hasbro got their hands on them. That's because... <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, you know, sorry, uh, friends edition. I don't know. So a game Friends like edition. <laughs> sorry, the, that one out. sorry, the Seinfeld edition. Oh, um, that's a, that's an instant buy right there. Yeah, not that there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> a game like Sorry, I don't know. Maybe our uh, our friends in the uh, fifth grade can <laughs> look that up for us and give us All some, right. some answers. Stud- students from um, Sydney's uh, fifth grade class, let us know. Yeah, comment. Ask your uh, parents for permission to go on. Uh... <laughs> All right, and the last, the last suggestion here is uh, party games. Party games, yes. Party no, games. Everyone loves party games. Yeah, and and there are you know your typical party games like Pictionary, right? Uh, yeah. But then there are party games that lean more towards this end of the scale. So that that that's a good option. I think um, uh, Exploding Kittens could be considered a party game. Yeah, that's true. I think of um, like uh, taboo. Yeah, taboo. What would be an equivalent to taboo? Something more, I guess, I don't know, a little bit more intense than than that. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> even uh, though it does get pretty intense, I'm not gonna. It does. So we got a game a while back, which we played like for a whole week straight, and we haven't played it in a while. But it's called Poetry for Neanderthals. <laughs> <laughs> and so you get these cards, and they have a word. On the card, uh, an object or, or a place or a thing. And now you have to describe it using talking like a Neanderthal. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds certain, great. Yeah, there's certain things you can't say. And but it, and it comes with an inflatable club. So if somebody says something they're not supposed to say, you club them on the head. Something like that is more fun. And maybe it yeah. leads to something else. 
Yeah, it's a gate. It's a gateway game. Is that what you're saying? It's a gateway game. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I think in the end, really, you kind of just preach. You know, you talk about the games you're playing. Maybe something that you say catches their attention, whether it's the theme or or the 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 mechanic of the game. And who knows? Maybe they'll or just play it in front of them, right? Like my wife did, and she saw it and she. She just asked to play, and that could happen too. Those are, you know what? Reddit is not letting me down. I'm surprised. I I agree. I agree. Reddit, you came through. And yeah, was that the, was that it? Was were those just the most interesting ones you got? Th- those are the most interesting ones. Yeah, there was a few uh, illegal ones, and uh, <laughs> we're not going to talk about those. And you know, I think from now on, whenever I have a decision to make, I'm just going to post it on Reddit, and I'm just yeah, gonna, yeah. I'll just I'm, gonna... I'm there with you. Should we continue to do this podcast? Let's ask that question on Reddit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but let's not put a link to this one. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so now that we're talking about board games, I asked you a question earlier. Your top five, you're stranded on an island. These are the only five games you're going to be able to play for the rest of your life on this island. Which five games would they be? And I've actually come up with a top five list myself so you can laugh at. <laughs> <laughs> Now, why would I laugh? Oh, because it's like it's like I told you uh, off off uh, air. Um, it's like talking to a wine connoisseur and telling them my favorite wine is Stella Rosa. <laughs> All right. So my top five stranded on an island game. Now I wasn't sure if you were gonna ask if I was stranded alone or if I was <laughs> stranded, you know, with two, three, or four people. Let's so, say. So, do you have two lists? Is that, is that I what do, you're saying? I, I do have two lists, yeah. Okay. I do, but... So, one is you're stranded alone, and the other is if you're stranded with survivors. Yeah. And you tie them up, and you force them to play board games with yeah, you. That's where the duct tape comes <laughs> in, yeah. <laughs> okay, so, if I was stranded alone on a deserted island, what five games would I bring with me? Okay, the first one is a no-brainer. Okay. If anyone that plays board games is listening, they'll know why. So the first game I would bring with me is Robinson Crusoe. Okay. I haven't played it. Okay. But do you know the story of Robinson Crusoe? No. Do you watch Gilligan's Island? Yes. Remember the theme song at the end? Like Robinson Crusoe. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So Robinson Crusoe is the story of a guy stranded on an island. And there's a game called Robinson Crusoe. Now, it's a big game. It's a big game. It's a lot of stuff. But hey, what am I going to do, right? I'm stranded. I'm stranded on an island. Don't you think that would be like a horrible game to play? Like, <laughs> well, it's <laughs> like, <laughs> like let's. I'm stranded on an island. Can't get off. Let's play a game about a man stranded on an island. You know the bat. The, the the sick part with that is that game is super hard to win. So most of the time, you <laughs> you either die or get eaten. Or wow. you just never make it off the island. I don't know. Well, it's on my list, so I can't take it back now. That's, uh, that's. I mean, the irony is pretty funny, but... It is. Yeah. <laughs> okay, the second game I would play if I was stranded on a, on a desert island alone would be Wingspan. Okay. okay. Why is that? Well, uh, Wingspan is one of the Stonemeyer games I mentioned at the beginning. <laughs> and, and it is... A multiplayer game, but it has a solo mode, uh, which I actually enjoy that solo mode. It's about birds and the cards have pictures of birds. And I think, you know, if I'm playing it on a deserted island, I may want to like go through all the cards and try to find all the birds on the island. (laughs) (laughs) 
I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> You're going for a very uh, specific theme <laughs> and a very islandy theme. You're going... <laughs> yeah, why not? I mean, I can play the game as it is, and then I can go like bird watching. There you go. Can't beat that. Why not? Okay, so the third game is Raiders of the North Sea. Wow, look at that. A Garfield <laughs> game. Woo-hoo. There you go. So Raiders of the North Sea, again, is a uh, multiplayer, but it has a solo mode. Uh-huh. And, and, and I'm already at sea, right? <laughs> so I yeah. could sit there on the beach and and just go out exploring. And I'm going to go out into the sea, into the ocean. It's going to make me feel like I'm actually getting off leaving? this island. I'm leaving, yeah. Nice. Nice. The fourth game would be Tiny Epic Galaxies. So Tiny Epic Galaxies is a small game, easy to bring with me when I... Now, am I going to this deserted island by choice, <laughs> or did I get shipwrecked on it? Let's just... Let's say that you uh, were on an airplane, you had... You happened to bring five games with you, and it just crashed, and, you know, those were the five games. And, and they... How did they survive? Is this, like, Lost... There was there was children and and women around you, but you went for your games to protect your games. <laughs> okay, <laughs> all right. So Tiny Epic Galaxies is a small box game. I mean, it literally fits in in the palm of your hand, um, and it's space themed. So you're going out, you're exploring galaxies, planets. Again, it has a solo mode, and I figure if I'm not never gonna get off this island by ship, maybe. I could build a, a rocket. It just yeah, there you go. shoot straight up, see where it takes me. Now, you did this list of solo modes, but I could honestly picture you, um, like when they go to finally rescue you, you're, you're sitting down on the sand playing a board game with a volleyball with a painted face on it <laughs> and teaching them the rules. <laughs> Maybe I could take my son's puppet with me. There you go. <laughs> Be like Redford, we're Redford. gonna play a game. Oh <laughs> uh, man, you're giving me some ideas. <laughs> okay, the fifth game I would take with me is a game called Calico. So Calico is a I don't know if I have it around here, but it's a, a tile laying game and depend and it's cat themed. So you're you're building these um, these quilts. And the quilts have different patterns, and you have to match up the patterns and score points. And these little, there's these little cat tokens that, if you build them a certain way, you attract the cats to your quilt, and you score more points. It's it's a really a, a a cool solo game if you play it that way. Uh, it's a brain burner. I mean, I think I need it for that for those days where, where I'm just thinking of home and i'm thinking of what i left behind and and i'm thinking of you and the podcasts that we used to do yeah you know i need and some all, and all your board games that are back at home <laughs> and all my other board so i need something to just keep my brain crunching and calico is the brain burner for me if i'm on a stranded on a desert island all right nice okay now i can't wait to hear yours your five <laughs> let's go <laughs> Poker. Right. And that was uh, that was the end of podcast episode three. So <laughs> no, wait, wait. We're all <laughs> so, dying to hear your your five. All right. So number one has to be Monopoly digital digital um, dealer oh. edition. It just uh, it makes it easier for me to play because there's a digital. Now, oh wait, uh, what if it? Am I bringing batteries onto this island with me or? Well, I think eventually you figure out how to how to power things up. But who are you going to play? Who are you going to play Monopoly with? That's true. That's true. Okay. 
Um, well, I, I didn't consider that I would be the only one left on that island. I guess it didn't hit me that I would have to find solo games. So I just well, put top five games. Period. Maybe maybe the Harlem Globetrotters will show up like they, yeah. like so they did for it, Gilligan. <laughs> so in my case, let's say that um, there is three other survivors. And now these are the top five games that I would have to play for my the rest of my life on this island with those <laughs> other survivors. Okay. Okay. Uh, number one, I think, I mean, a, a few of these, you actually introduced them to me. Uh, Star Wars Imperial Assault. That's a, you know, a game. I think all these games have the same kind of theme. They're, they could all be different every single time. Right. Different outcomes, different strategies, you know. So that's one. Another one, uh, was which was really easy but a lot of fun, card game, Star Wars Destiny. Yeah, Star Wars Destiny. You definitely need somebody else for that. So Imperial yeah. Assault, you could play by yourself. There's and a solo, there's solo a, ver- Yeah, you, well, you need you need the app, so you need a way to power your phone. Oh, um, yeah. yeah, you know, at least for for the first uh, you know twelve hours, <laughs> you can play <laughs> Imperial Assault. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, I like I like those two. Okay, uh, Risk. I had to go with Risk. Obviously, I'm gonna need somebody else to play with play with me Risk. But always love Risk. It's been one of my favorite games. So. Have to go with that one. Um, Azul was what, which is another one that you introduced to, to me as well. Really fun. Uh, that's a type of game that's even though it's kind of simple, it's kind of quick to learn. It's always fun to play, and you always even after you finish a game, you want to play again. So yeah, I think that's a good uh, that's a good game to uh, if I'm going to play that game for the rest of my life. At least that's you know one of them. And finally, uh, Exploding Kittens. <laughs> and the reason I chose that one was because I think you mentioned it on the on one of the podcasts too, and it's true. It always comes down to the wire, right? It's always right at the end. You happen to get a card that's gonna win the game for you. Yeah, it's just really, uh, it's just fu- it's just a fun game to play with others. You have to have others to play, but I think it's a it's a good game to uh, have for the rest of my life. Yeah, and I think that's the key for these for this list. In no way is it a top five game list. It's just more, if we had to play a game for the rest of our life on a deserted island, what would it be? And, you know, in my case, I decided to choose games that gave me some hope of getting off the island. <laughs> and that's why we chose what we chose. So I, th- <laughs> I, I, like, I like your list. It's not bad not bad no have you ever played a game called masterpiece have you played a game called that i have not played a game called masterpiece so masterpiece it's a game that i've played um at my uh, aunt's house a while back they they own it i don't think they make it anymore but it was a really fun game and i've always wanted to replay it and i just i was wondering if you had played it before it's a game where you have to i guess bid on these paintings but some of the paintings are um, they're fakes, right? They're oh. they're they're forged, and um, I haven't played it in a long time. But it's all based on that finding the, the getting the real one over the fake, and it's it was a fun game to play as a as as a group as well. So oh, I'll look it up. Yeah, I don't think they make it anymore, but maybe you can find it on eBay, a uh, older version. Cool. You know, that's a good topic too. Is how to find uh, some of these games that are hard. You know, a lot of people find some pretty good gems at goodwill and shops like that and and at good prices too in fact somebody texted me a, a while back asking if they found a, a a 
a big box of Carcassonne. So Carcassonne is another good entry-level game. And it has a million expansions. And they have a big box with the, the base game and a ton of expansions. It's usually like 90 bucks. So he found this box at Goodwill for, I think it was like $10. Wow. Yeah. And complete? He text, complete. Wow. And, and, and he texted me, do you think I should get it? I'm like, dude, if you don't get it, let me know where, <laughs> where it is. I'll go get <laughs> it. I have the game, but it comes with expansions I don't have. So why not for 10 bucks? Yeah. So yeah, sometimes just... you could find some of these older games or some of these games that are, um, you know, at a lower price in places, unexpected places. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. So are you going to mention your top five list of, of, of non solo versions or, um, you know, if, if I had to, if I had to add, let's say I added a sixth. Okay. Because there is a sixth. I would choose Marvel champions. Marvel Champions. I haven't played that game. You yeah. never introduced me to that ah, game. Ah, see, you got to play Marvel Champions. Marvel Champions is a let's, looking for the box, but I don't see it here. So Marvel Champions is a card game. Uh, uh-huh. You you could play co- you could play it uh, cooperatively or you could play it solo, and you have to defeat a villain using uh, superheroes. So if you're playing a two player, each of you controls a Marvel hero. Uh, you know, you could be Spider Man, Iron Man. Uh, they keep releasing heroes all the time and um, you have to uh, draft your cards cards give you abilities uh, it's kind of like star wars destiny where you play a card and it has a, an effect and but it really feels like you're you like you are these superheroes for example with iron man you can't just go out and attack you have to build your suit first right mm. and then you go out and you fight these villains and it's great it's an awesome experience it's not an easy game but it is a fun game, Marvel Champions. So those are your top six. Those are my top six. Nice. All right. Now, obviously, we don't hope this that ever happens. You have to go to your top six. You have a whole shelf full of games, and I'm sure it would hurt you to just have five of those games. Oh, so it pains me to leave them all behind. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, that was that's fun. That's fun, and I think that's a good place to end this week's podcast. Ah. I Thinking agree. about our favorite board games. And you didn't make fun of my list of top five board games. No, it's a respectable list. I Until you get to your room right now and you make fun of me with your wife. Can you believe? <laughs> <laughs> so let me just get this straight, though. The, your first uh, option was, was true or was that a joke? Um, Monopoly? The, yeah. No, that was... Well, I mean, hey, Hasbro. <laughs> I uh, like you. Okay, okay. Let's There's, end it. It's 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 Roland that doesn't like you, man. <laughs> All right, let, let's He's let's end a, it. <laughs> no, I just want to be clear. Hasbro, send me out some games to play. <laughs> it's Roland that doesn't want it. So we're I'll go- take I'll take P- Parcheesi, Sorry, whatever you want to send me. I'm down. <laughs> Okay, fine. I, if they want to send it, I'll take it. Hey, look, I've played Monopoly plenty of times, and uh, the I will say one thing about Monopoly. This is hopefully we can't we don't have to mention it next week, but for some reason, Monopoly it always ends with me never wanting to play Monopoly ever again. <laughs> and it's not because it was bad. It just you end up fighting with everyone else around you, right? <laughs> There's trades that are unfair. You're just like no. It gets to a point where there's everybody has hotels and you can't even roll your dice anymore. You're just like, forget it. I never want to play this game ever again. Yep. Yep. And yeah, I agree. 
<laughs> but uh, that's you know that's why there's so many other great better games out there to play. Yes. But uh, it was fun talking with you uh, this week. We'll leave it there. If you like this uh, episode, make sure you subscribe or you follow whatever your podcast provider has. Make sure you follow us on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. I'll make sure to put all that on the show notes, all of our social media. Thanks again for listening, not watching, listening. Uh, Yeah, no, thanks, everyone. It's been a lot of fun. We joke around a lot. (laughs) We hope you enjoy that. It's just, you know, two friends talking. We're so excited now that we have a a whole fifth grade class backing us up. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. What's the what's the what's the uh, mascot? It's a grizzly bear. Go grizzly bears. Yeah. The sky's the limit from here on, guys. All right. We'll talk to you next week. All right. See you. Bye.